Okay, welcome back. Uh, you're listening to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Uh, and we're delighted to have our first studio guest ever. Woohoo! Bradley let us down last week, didn't he? How dare you? That's because it was like they were playing us this week. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how did that go, Lisa? <laughs> Went well, grand, yeah. You've won another one for Three them. points, yeah. Uh, she's a very determined woman from Lucan, and she's making herself known on the national and international side of footballing world. Lisa Fallon, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great. On our Facebook page and on the, the Twitter feed, uh, we've mentioned your involvement in, with Cork City and Northern Ireland uh, yeah. as a match analysis. But uh, when did you first get involved in the in the tactical side of uh, tactical analysis? I suppose um, I was actually, as you as you know, I, I used to work in radio quite a few years ago now, and uh, I was interviewing Michael O'Neill for. Um, it was before a game against Flora Tallinn in the Champions League in 2011 and I was asking him about, Rovers were flying at the time and I was saying to him, you know, if it, when you go into Europe, Rovers were so used to having the ball, they dominated possession so much and I was saying to him, you know, when you don't have the ball in Europe, like you're going to have three days to prepare the lads for the amount of work, their shape, their mm-hmm. discipline everything that they're going to have to do without the ball and there's probably going to be a fair amount of a fair portion of the game in which they're going yeah. to be doing that without the ball I was like so how do you prepare them for that and I remember him kind of looking how at me how dare you ask me that question <laughs> I think he was kind of looking at me as if to say what and um, so and then I was asking about the psychological impact of you know when you're on when you've generated winning momentum it's very important that you keep that going hmm. and there was a fair chance in Europe that, that they were going to start to hit defeats. Of course, yeah, you know, yeah, So, And you don't want defeats to start to impact on the winning momentum that you have when you want to and need to win the league. So I was asking him about that as well. And I remember just afterwards he said to me, where did the questions come from? And I was like, well, I thought they were obvious enough. Like, yeah. you know, and he was, he was saying, yeah, yeah. He said, but have you got a, have you got a coaching background? So at the time, like I was... I'd done my youth cert. I was coaching up in Piedmont, the girls, one of the development squads. And so, like, whilst I had a coaching background, it wasn't a significant one, you know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and he, he, he just said, no, it was really interesting. So he, he, he took my number and he said, I'll, I'll give you a shout later on. So that evening they were in Tallinn and he rang me from there and uh, just before midnight. And... He he had spoken to the lads, the board at Cher, at Shamrock Rovers and stuff, and he said, "Look, I want you to come in next week." <clears throat> so I was like, "Okay." And, um, you're so, not you're not known, boy. Not really, no, okay. no. He was he, he just said, "Look, we've a, a women's national league team coming up, a new a new venture, and you know I think I'd like you to get involved in that." And I was like, "Okay." So the following week, I went to meet them, and they wanted to bring me in as the assistant manager of the women's team. So I was kind of going, I wasn't really sure, you know, because mm-hmm. P-Mount obviously were in Champions yeah, League yeah, and, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, the women's team at the time. Not that I was involved with the women's, but I felt as the natural evolution of my coaching, would, it, I was in a very good place. Yeah. And um, but he, So he said, look, well, if you come in, I'll bring you in and you can watch the way we prepare for games and I'll show you what we do and you can come into training. So I was like, okay then. <laughs> so, so I went in and that was how it started. And then I had written an article on Pauk Salonica for extratime.ie. And I remember he, ra- he rang me that evening and he just asked me, where did I get the, the info on Pauk? And I said, I'll, I'll just watch them on a, a live stream. So he said that he had sent out a couple of scouts 
or got a couple of scouts reports and he said he'd learnt more from my article about how they would play ah. they were obviously uh, an opponent to come yes. for Rovers oh. yeah Greek opponent so um, so damn, those, that, those lads got sacked so no, I haven't yeah. <laughs> but I came in and started doing little research projects okay. so yeah so it literally that's how it started and uh, he would just ask me to watch something or you know little do a little bit of research on this for me and, and literally that's that is how it started and it was kind of the same with John Caulfield I had interviewed him after Rockmount had played Avondale in the Munster Senior League cracking game that was <laughs> and um and again, it was the same type of thing that I just literally, when whenever they play games up in Dublin or whatever in the Intermediate Cup and stuff, I would have give the teams up here the once over. And then yeah. when he moved to UCC, that carried on. And then when he was appointed manager of the Irish Men's University squad, he brought me in as part of his coaching staff. And then when he got the Cork City job, he brought me in then. So literally, I think it was it was a case of. Michael may be spotting something in me yeah. and it evolved from yeah. there literally by working with the two of them and obviously I worked with Aaron Callahan at Bohemians as well so yeah. that was a that was an important part of mm. the, the whole development so it's not something I actually pursued it was just something I found my way in to yeah. and then I just kind of once I was in there I really enjoyed it loved it working full time in football yeah, is uh, was always my ambition as a kid so um, to be to be doing it now is is quite something. And you uh, so really, what everyone should do is give their opinion, and and uh, and you might not get be afraid to ask a question. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Not be afraid to ask a question. It's the biggest thing. <laughs> it's the biggest thing. You know, you'd even sometimes you do talks and stuff, and you'd say, "Has anyone got any questions?" And and you have, and you, you go, <laughs> "No one ever asks." But like literally, by me asking Michael those questions, I got the job. Same with John, and. Ever since then, I've always been. I'm not afraid to ask a question because if I if, if I want to know the answer, so yeah. and the worst someone can say is no. Yeah, absolutely. You have a fifty fifty chance they're going to say yes. So yeah. Your next question counts, you know. Oh, it does it. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. <laughs> Just on the games, where do you where do you get the like uh, any games you're watching from for Northern Ireland? It might be a little bit easier, but. Uh, the Cork City games where do you get your, your feed of games to watch do, do the clubs give them, them to, all of them yes okay and would yes. you get tapes say from RT Archives no no it's all just watching live yeah absolutely so I suppose I'm what I'm six in my seventh year now in the League of Ireland hmm. I suppose before that I was watching it as a reporter so I was always at games yeah. so did I know how teams play yes um, but with Cork City I would usually I'd say 85% of the time be out watching another team or a future opponent the night that we play. So I'm very seldom at our games. Mm. But then when I get home from the game that I'm at, the footage of our game is there and I work Mm. through the night basically and get it get everything ready for the following morning. And how often would you look at an opponent before the upcoming game? Um, it depends on how many times I think I need yeah. to. Like if there's been a change of manager or, 
you know, particularly at the start of the year because there's so much change in the League of Ireland squads from year to year. Mm. Um, the transfer windows are, are the same, aren't they? Yeah. So midway through the season, there's yeah, a, there's we've a, we've a, a new window coming up now. Right. So. Um, you know there probably will be a little bit of change but nothing mm. nothing major i suppose realistically you know over time you get to know all the players and all the managers and styles of play and you know mm. it's just really piecing things together and what they're doing and is there anything new you know it's in the likes of set piece and stuff do you just go into would you kind of watch are, you, you are they watch very samey and you watch free absolutely kick? everything yeah. everything yeah i can imagine Every detail, What's any, the any single detail that you can find to help sway any margin in any game is yeah. relevant information. Have you kind of? Have, what's the kind of strangest thing, or maybe strangest stat you might have put across to a John Conf- Caulfield or Michael like that they might go, "Jesus, we're really going into detail here." Um, Would it be on an individual player and like that, or is it kind of if something that you noticed? Without naming names, obviously. <laughs> it's really hard. Really. Yeah, exactly. I remember we played one team and um, I had been able to acquire some information um, about... It's espionage. <laughs> you can see her, see her with the, the, the different colour wig and the glasses in the corner. <laughs> yeah. It's not me. All right, Lisa. No. Oh, it's not, it's not that bad. Um, no, I remember we, we. I just happened to get some time... Uh, um, some information about maybe a slight bit of political influence on Ooh. an international team and one of the managers or one of the p- politicians quite liked one of the players who often got to play or got, yeah. got to come on as a sub so it was interesting to see him coming on as the third sub in the game and it was just <laughs> yeah like it's yeah it, you look you you have to work hard there's an awful lot of hours that go into it like you you could put God, the, the amount of hours that you could put into something, one game, is, is quite something. But you have to condense all that information down into maybe, you know, 12 minutes worth mm. for the manager. So the manager gets to know what might have taken you 30 or 40, 50 yeah. hours to do. They get it condensed and quickly. And then what you give to the players then is even more refined because it has to be really relevant to what. Yeah. their roles are or what they have to do and it's just it's um it's just it's just detail that it, that has to be relevant it's relevant detail and it's understanding what is relevant and what isn't because you can't be bombarding people with information, Too much information yeah. but you have to be a resource there if they have any questions you have to have that information bank there and is most of the information that you give more for the manager would there be clips involved or is it mainly a dossier like obviously the lads both. will have a little but it's a bit about for the man would the players have clips or absolutely goalkeepers for penalties and all the usual stuff um we would do clips yeah. on anything that's relevant yeah. yeah have you uh have you looked at a game right and thought <laughs> yeah i've nailed it and you've looked at the game going, <laughs> yeah they probably wouldn't have won that game without me out there today you know i don't you know what i don't think you do like it's there's so many. Or, or, or something that you were, yeah, I'm proud, proud of that one. That. Oh, there is. Look, there's any time you do anything that, if you give any piece of information and you can see that that information has affected a game in any shape or form, then, of course, that's very satisfying. You know, that, that's like your goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's when you know that something you've done has influenced a game or the outcome of the game. Yes, that's that's very satisfying. And, in order for me to stay in a job, 
that's that kind of has to happen on a regular enough yeah, basis yeah. <laughs> do you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like so it's um but but really and like i know it sounds cliche or whatever but it really is all about the players like yeah. the players are the the people on the pitch who make the decisions based on the information that they have and our job as coaches or backroom staff and managers you know everyone has a part to play and it doesn't work if everybody doesn't work together and mm. put their part like if you put out 11 players if five players have a poor game you're not going to win the game yeah. so the it's the same in the backroom team everybody has a role and has to do their role really really well and that way if you look after your bit and everybody else's bits are right you you'll have a really well and well run and efficient team and to be fair to John and Michael they're both brilliant at man management and uh, um, you know getting the best out of people they really Clearly. are especially they with are. Cork City this year was it just two <clears throat> points dropped yeah where did, where did you let them down there where did you let go away <laughs> what did you do wrong huh? <laughs> didn't bother going up to watch them one time <laughs> always too far <laughs> Oh God! I tell you, does that hurt? Would that, would something like that hurt? Like I know it's very unrealistic to win every game. Obviously, Celtic we're gonna beat them, but would would that have hurt? Like the lads dropping of the first points? Yeah, yeah, it's you, natural. You're there to win every match in professional football. Yeah. You know the stakes are so high. Um, you know, but it's very important too that you you keep it balanced because, as you say, it's it's not possible really to win every single game. So. Um, and in a game of football, there's so many things that can con- that, that affect what happens in a match that you can't control. So you've 11 opposition players which you can't control. You have the decisions that your own players will make. You have the opposition manager, um, referees, you know, assistant referees, yeah. crowd, weather, condition of the pitch. You can't affect any of that stuff. So really, it's very important that you have that your, you know, that your team is set up, everybody knows what their role is in relation to the way you've decided you're going to play for that game and that everything is just really well prepared. That's the best way that you can be going into a game and I know it's a bit of a cliche that if you fail to prepare, you're prepared to fail but it's true, (laughs) it's true. You know, you can't can't slack off so I think it's, um, you know, you just have to be on the ball and, you know, everybody contributes and at the end of the day, if you get out with the right result, then you'll, you'll have earned it, like, you know. Brilliant. Well, listen, we're going to go to a very short break, so we can all take a little breather there, but uh, I hope you enjoyed it so far. And we're going to come back with a bit more. Obviously, we're going to have a... Obviously, we're going to chat about the Euros and whatever. And uh, one or two other little bits, bits and pieces, and I don't know whether she knows it yet, but she's, no, she's going to be quiz. taken down. She's in the quiz. Oh, no. Yeah, you're about to beat the brain. Or take on the brain, I should <laughs> say. She's not going to beat the brain. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to make sure you didn't prepare, because I need to win or else... Can't. Anyway, we're going to go to a quick break. Broadcasting to Lucan, this is Liffy Sound, 96.4 FM. Great, you're back with the big kickoff on Liffy Sound. Um, Lisa Fallon's with us today. Lisa, you're on your pro license this week. Uh, yeah, I started it last week. How, did, how are you getting on? It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I have to say, it was one of those, um, it was one of those weeks I'll look back on in my life and go, that was a key week. It was a key week because... We were, I suppose you've done your 
youth cert, your B license, your A license, and it's eleven years actually since I did my Kickstart no one. Way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kickstart. I oh, know, honest to God. So. So when you were um, sixteen, you started, was it? <laughs> You're so <laughs> kind. You're so kind. Good. We were in the same two class. Weeks, two weeks in, only two weeks in, and that's a low. I don't think we're gonna get lower than that. <laughs> no, definitely not. But um, yeah, so um, so no. Look, it was it was excellent. It was. Um, it, was, it actually surprised me because, you know, it's uh, the A license and all is it's it's all very much pitch orientated, but and and you do a lot of other theory work as well around strength and conditioning and, you know, um, the media. Um, what else would we have done? Analysis software, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But the pro license was really interesting because so much of it this week was about mental resilience yeah. and mental health which is very important because an awful lot of people don't like to use the word mental no when they, yeah, and, and yeah. like you, your your athletes and your players are not going to perform if they are not physically right yeah but they are also not going to play and perform to their their maximum if they're not mentally right 100% and we're the same coaches backroom staff managers Everybody is the same, like in all walks of life. And they, they talk to us a lot about understanding the differences between chronic stress and acute stress. Acute stress is what you go through during a game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no avoiding yeah. that. And yeah. to be fair, that's probably why we're all in it, because of that rush and the, the range of emotions that you get. Um, and acute stress is, is fine. It's chronic stress that becomes an issue. And they looked at lots of different ways of how to look after yourself, mind yourself. Sleep was the biggest one that they said, you know, the amount of people who compromise their sleep in particularly in this working world that we're in. But even kids nowadays, they're on mobile phones all the time and they're, you know, they're so embroiled in social media and the pressures that that brings. Um, So from that perspective, I found it really interesting. And they were saying that. No matter what you compromise in your day, sleep should never be it. Yeah. Like it was very relevant because they talked about how football is twenty four seven, and it is. Yeah, it's not one hundred percent twenty four seven, and anyone who's in the in the game will, will will recognize that. But even normal working life for an awful lot of people now, particularly since the recession, the amount of pressure that that's put on people, families spend less time together, people are working more, employers are demanding more hours or more work from employers because staff numbers are reduced and everybody's just under more pressure and more stress. And what tends to happen is you're bringing work home, your laptops, iPads, phones, work never ever leaves people anymore and then for young people social media which is usually the source of a lot of pressure for them never leaves them because it's there all the time and what they said is whilst you have to be available 24-7 you don't have to work 24-7 there's a difference there's a real difference obviously being able to switch off absolutely and that's the thing that we don't do the amount of people that go to bed and put their phone on the bed beside the pillow. Yeah, yeah. And then wake up the next morning and it's the first thing they do. First thing they do, last thing they do at night. So, like, what they said was, you know, and it's interesting because with my job, I often have to work right through the night. So, um, and you're kind of catching up 
on sleep than over the weekend or after a game or whatever. But it's interesting, since we did it, I've, I'm nearly two weeks into it now and I have stopped compromising my sleep. Right. 100%. So a, man, a male needs a minimum of eight hours sleep Christ and a woman good. needs a minimum of seven. Okay, so what I've done is now started going to bed. At, like, so if I'm going at 11, phone is off at half 10. Because realistically, if anybody's going to need you at that point, yeah. they have you by then, right? Yeah. So phone goes off at, at that time and then I set my alert. So I'm making sure if I go to bed at 11, don't drop off till say half 11, half six, half seven. So you set the alarm for half seven. Yeah. Yeah. So you're giving yourself a window, an opportunity to get an extra hour if yeah. you can. or And like literally the difference I feel in the space of two weeks is insane. Yeah. I actually can't believe it. I mean, yeah. how many times do you wake up and it's from an alarm? Yes. It's not your natural waking experience, you know. Yes. So, and it's probably, again, I'd look at it from me, probably... 13 out of 14 days, you know, yeah. or, or something like that. So yeah. it has to affect you somehow. Yeah, and yeah. Like even it was weird, like, because even I find I'm remembering stuff, my, my mind definitely feels sharper. Like, stuff, sometimes you'd be tired or whatever, and you'd, you'd, go, you'd be saying, oh, God, what was the score in that game? Or, you know, who scored in that one? It'd take you a couple of, you'd have to think about it to remember it. Whereas now it's just like, it's so much different. And I just found... I found that really surprising. Yeah. And they were saying, you know, that, you know, <clears throat> that's achievable. There's nobody that can't achieve that. No, no. And in relation to the mental side of it, as you're saying, and the pro license, is it kind of more, you as the coach, is it to the players or is it as into you? So you can both. be the best. It's both. Both. Is it more emphasis on the player this to week, read the signs? This week was more about us. Right. It was more about us because it was really interesting because they were saying the pressures in, pres uh, in professional football Jeez, yeah. are exceptionally high, mm. much higher than in any other job. And we were kind of saying, you know, oh, well, you know, we're, it's not like we're surgeons. It's not like if we make a mistake, someone's life is yeah. at risk, mm. you know. But they made an interesting point that in football or sport or particularly in the world now of social media, that people are scrutinised more. That if you make a mistake on a football pitch as a professional footballer, there could be 50,000 people in the stadium watching you and a few million on TV. And all of them are going to have opinions about you and yeah. your mistake. And they're all on the trigger and they're with going the smartphones. To, yeah, absolutely. So that what they were saying is that you as a human being are being judged by a far bigger audience, people who may not know you, who may not understand the difficulties or the challenges that he had going into the game and that, but still they feel a sense of entitlement to judge you as a person or to criticize you. And particularly for young people, you know, like obviously for adults, it's, it's difficult, but that's the way the world is now. Um, and, you know, you have to, I suppose, you have to work a little bit more on your resilience and, and stuff like that so that it doesn't affect you from doing your job effectively. Um, because everybody, you know, excessive criticism can really affect, affect everybody. And um, But you think of that impact on young people, particularly kids in academies or, you know... And they're always looking for praise. Of course. And you get criticism, they, they buckle and fold very easily. So, yeah, and we're and no different, I suppose, when we get, 
we get older, yeah. we, we still take that criticism. We still buckle a certain extent. Of course, but you, you know, as adults, you, you try and keep it in yeah, a, a little bit shape. more. But that's, you know, the, the biggest killer in under 35s yeah. is suicide. Mm, it's right. not road traffic yeah. accidents. It's not drugs. It's not, it's not, it's suicide. Yeah. Like that has to tell us something. And they said even in, in particularly in men under 50, mm-hmm. the biggest killer is, is, is suicide. Yeah, it's frightening, isn't it? That's, like that's, that's something that we have to take account of. Oh, and people have to get away from this issue of skirting around, you know, it's stress or they're suffering from stress-related illness. It's not. It's mental health. And there is nothing wrong with looking after your mental health or the mental health of the young people around you or the players around you or the staff around you. It's so important. Yeah, it's, 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 ju- it's just as important as your physical health. It's it ex- and it's, it's exactly the same, it's, except we haven't recognised that before. It's as important. Yeah. People use lots of other words to talk, to, 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 to undress the word mental yeah. We use psychological, we use motivation, we use, you know, there are all these different types of words. But at the end of the day, all of them mean mental preparation. Yeah, yeah. Or mental health. That's what all of them mean. Yeah. And it's excellent. And I'm delighted that they're doing that on the course. I wonder how long it's in the course, but I'm, I'm delighted that that's the content that is there now. Because as you said, under 35, that's an astonishing fact. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It's um, actually scary. Just on, uh, I believe Harry Kewell's on the course with you. He is. Uh, is Benny McCarthy, am I he right is, with that? Yeah. Harry Kewell got um, the Crawley Town job. Yeah. Isn't that correct? For you, uh, how do you view your chances of getting a big job? Because I have two big jobs. No, but <laughs> I'll say it, I'll say it. I'm talking about the, the big, would you, would you be looking in your future to go coaching just or managerial? And if it was managerial, how do you view your chances, and I believe it'll be managerial. Uh, Thanks very much. <laughs> how do you view your chances uh, being a woman in a, a male-dominated kind of... Joe, you know, this comes scene. up an awful lot, yeah. and people, I suppose, it's novel, the fact that I'm female, but in the working environments that I'm actually in, I'm not novelty at all. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. just normal, and, you know, so it's... And for me... I ended up on a pathway which I'm six, seven years into now. I'm working at international senior men's level um, and premier division level in Ireland. You sometimes have to take stock of where you are and stop pushing, pushing, pushing and actually just excel at what you're doing. And that's where I am now. The pro licence obviously is... is, is important in some respects because what it does is it changes my potential. The potential, yeah. uh, the potential of what can come down the road. But have I thought about what comes down the road yet? No, and like I genuinely haven't um, because I'm very, very much in the zone of the two jobs that I have at the moment. Um, but you, mu- you, mu- you must have, I mean, you're doing your coaching badges. Uh, yeah. You do it because you love coaching. Absolutely. Okay, uh, so there will be that element that... Uh, you must want to get out, you must want to coach, you must have that feel but I do, you of see, wanting that, that, to organise your own team. My jobs at the moment do involve on-pitch work. Okay. I do mm. some on-pitch work. Um, and I, So that certainly does happen. Um, but am I craving to do something else? No, I'm not. Um, but, I think people, uh, people, people maybe underestimate the role of the analyst. I, I think people have... Um, 
and maybe analyst is, is again is a word that people get hung up on because they see you there with data and yeah. computer it's not like that at all yeah. like it's it's all football it's all football matches it's on the pitch it's watching training it's phases of play it's it's all pure football like it's not I don't like some I, sometimes I feel it's the term analyst is probably wrong yeah. for what I do because like, would you be involved during the 90 minutes of the game sometimes would no, you be told, normally, kind of told to watch in the background and maybe yes. give us something for the second half oh obviously yeah. uh, obviously yeah. yeah yeah but that's if I'm at our game normally yeah. I'm at the opposition game or with Northern Ireland um, we do live in-game analysis so whilst I take in the feed of the game I can send clips that yeah. can be used at half time so you know you, you, there is that level of stuff so am I analysing the game yes but am I keying in data and looking at numbers no, no I'm yeah. watching the game and what we were hoping to achieve and what maybe we are or we aren't or maybe there might be something different that the other team is doing and you can send a clip down and then you can deal with it then at half time you know so it's it's it uh, you know I think the word analyst is probably that's just the word that it is you're, yeah, you become a performance analyst but I think people just created a word for, for yeah. what you're doing like effectively yeah. you're coaching everyone on the the opposition or, or what may or may not happen you know like so it's just a term you yeah. know like you're still very much involved so does that mean that that's the long way around saying you're happy where you are at the moment <laughs> i don't know I've, i really genuinely am like you yeah. know where, where else would you could you go like at the minute like i haven't thought about it so i mean there's been know, a league there's a league of ireland merry-go-round with managers yes and there's always slots available and with you that I've seen uh, through coaching up at different places and, and just your, your demeanour as well, you're a very determined person. You seem like you, you know what you want. So I'm seeing Shano you. I, really see, I, know, an answer, yeah. I know in the back of your mind, you want to go somewhere. And I think it's, I think it's that big <laughs> step into a big job. Am I wrong? Well, I, you know, I just haven't thought about it. You know, like I like it. I said, I'll see. you have media, media trainer down at Cork City. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How do I divert? Yeah. <laughs> no, like honestly, like it's you know the pro license will take me on a different road, but I'm very focused on the two roles that I have right now because I feel I've an important role with both teams, and it's important that I'm not distracted and I'm not. You know, yeah. like I really do enjoy what I do every morning, Monday morning, tomorrow morning. I'll be getting up and I'll be going. You know, going to work and I'll be on a football pitch yeah. at, at half eight in the morning, and you're kind of going. You know, you sometimes you know you don't, you can't take things for granted yeah. either. You know, like it's it, I've worked very hard to get to where I am. You know, and you know people talk about the whole management thing again. You know, all the time, like at the at the minute, let's face it. You know, where am I in terms of women's football? I probably don't know enough at the minute because I don't see enough of the games yeah. and that's being totally honest would I be a ca you know a suitable candidate for a job probably not at the moment because my knowledge of the, of women's football here or in the UK isn't isn't as strong as it, as it would need to be if I felt I was to be a contender for an, a, a serious job so male or female in it's, uh, teams is irrelevant for you it's like it's the right job for you absolutely so it's not going now I want to stick in, on the male side of things you'd be open to either yeah but then yeah. you know there's never been a, a female manager of a professional men's which team which is obviously so. a, a serious goal in Ireland in Ireland <laughs> that has been in France hasn't yes it? Corinne Diac yes. yeah. oh. and before that 
Well, Helen Acosta was there for a day or something, but it and didn't she, work out. Did, yeah, and but she, then they she re- felt undermined, though, wasn't that one Absolutely. of the reasons? Absolutely, and she yeah. was right. Yeah. I think, you know, if, if, you know if, if the reports are what they were, and there is truth in, in the reasons why she decided not to take it, then she did the right thing. Yeah. You know, that, that's, she did a good thing. Um, but Corinne is, is, is excellent. She's, she's very good. And she's there. She's still in that job, isn't she? She is, That's yeah. three years, I think, now she's in that job. I think this it was 2014. Is it a second? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, because actually, I was watching a, a bit of a, a, a documentary kind of on her, and uh, she seems to have settled in really well. Now, I don't know. This is my uh, consp- conspiracy theory. Did they take her on just because the Helena Costa didn't, didn't work? Look, Would they have taken uh, we on? We can't second guess what their motives were for taking her on, but yeah. she's... She's gone in there. She's done a very good job. I yes, know yes. she's she had challenges at the start of the season, and uh, you know she certainly has had interesting challenges along the way. I do speak to her occasionally. She's um, she's somebody I have a lot of respect for, and um, she's uh, it's it's great to have another woman in fem- in yeah. men's football. You know nice. that. No, it's great. I think it's great to see. I absolutely think it's great to see because you have to break down down barriers. If you're good enough for a job, you're good enough for a job. I think that's the way it should be. Yeah. But we'd go for an ad and we come back with the quiz. Yeah, speaking of the mental side of things, let's see how strong she is. Oh, anyway, God. We're going to go to the ads anyway. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to Liffy Sound, www.liffysoundfm.ie. Listen online, community radio at its best. The Irish India Council estimates that there are over 90,000 Indian-born people in Ireland. Would you like to know something of their commonly held deep beliefs about the world, themselves and the divine? Tune in to Community Hour, India Worlds, on Wednesday next, the 31st of May at 9pm. That's Community Hour, Indian Worlds, Wednesday next. 31st of May, 9pm. Yep, on Liffey Sound FM. Have you taken our advice and explored the many attractions in our lovely Liffey Valley? There's so much to enjoy in the Liffey Valley. Lovely parks, riverside walks, historic houses, water sports, children's play areas and much, much more. The Liffey Valley Park Alliance continues its work for the preservation of this marvellous amenity and its picturesque landscapes. You can play your part by using its various facilities. If you have not already done so, start now. You won't regret it. Danger, danger. If sore necks, ringing in your ears and mosh pits are your thing, check out High Voltage with me, Dave Darcy, for all things rock, metal and punk. Every Monday evening from 7 to 9 on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Danger, danger. High Voltage. Local programs, local presenters, local news. Tune to Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Now, wrong mouse, that would help. Anyway, here we go, going. Ooh, yeah! Beat the brain! (laughs) (laughs) Dig it! (laughs) Dig it. Okay, so what we've got... We've got uh, Bugo transferm, transfers uh, to his alter ego, the brain. All right, he, he fancies him uh, a, a know-it-all in sports uh, knowledge. So we'll see. We'll see where we get on. Bugo, do you want to start the old uh, tense background music there to get us going? With pleasure. Okay. A bit of acute stress there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, Lisa, you're the guest. So you have the choice between uh, questions A or questions B. Questions A go first. Question B obviously goes second. Your choice. A. Okay, you're up first. The Scottish Cup final was contested between Celtic and Aberdeen yesterday, in which Celtic completed a domestic treble by winning 2-1. But who scored the game's opening goal? I didn't see the game. Oh, no. I was doing our analysis from Shama Crowfers. There is no Passover, by the way, sorry. so you don't get a Passover. I can only remember the second one. That's all right. I didn't see it, sorry. No. Griffiths, no? Irish man. <laughs> Johnny Hayes, everything. Oh, Aberdeen, of course. I was thinking myself. Yes. Yeah, this brain thing is failing. Already. <laughs> we'll go. Oh, do tell. Come on. I'm ready. Who scored the winner late into injury time? <sighs> Australia's finest, Tom Rogic. Get in. <laughs> okay. We'll go. Okay. How's your golf? Oh, God. <sighs> Loving this thing. The BMW PGA Championship is held in Wentworth this weekend. With three rounds played, can you name any of the top four players going into the last round? James. God. Any. Think. Think of. <laughs> I thought you were trying to stitch me up. I, I tell you, I've been. He probably thought I'd go B, I, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> These are fair and square. Fair and square. Oh, God. Totally professional. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Any of the top four? Any of the top four? In, any in, in the top four uh, on top of the leaderboard third round is over yesterday God and it was on last night on the TV and I didn't even switch on all the sleep you've <laughs> every had every other your brain should be clear what? <laughs> all the sleep you've had lately your brain should be clear I know we say McElroy having a clue Ooh, no we had Andrew Dot, Brandon Grace Francesco Malinari or Lee Westwood <laughs> Lee and I was going to say Lee Westwood oh, I don't believe it okay oh. I'd have been over for 2 the brain yes the O'Donovan brothers Gary and Paul were Oof. competing in today or are competing in today's final in the European Rowing Championships but in which country is it being held <sighs> I think I'll swim around in this moment for a few minutes ah, geez, you know it so just say it will you yeah Czech Republic Okay. Oh, careful now. Fopping. Oh, yeah, good. Okay. And good luck to Denise Walsh as well, who's uh, qualified for the final as well. I actually was watching it yesterday. She was actually quite comfortable in her single school, so she came second, and she's a great chance of a medal just as well, as, as much as the boys. And it's great that they're showing coverage on RT now at the moment. Yeah. Any, any Irish team that are succeeding should be on TV, and it's great yeah. to see. Excellent. Um, That's my little bit for the it's good stuff. <laughs> League of Ireland Leaf. as well. Yeah, yeah. More of this. <laughs> Who's got the first go for Cork City on Friday night? <laughs> I probably know that one. You might get this one, Lisa. Oh. The Guinness Pro 12 final was contested by Munster and Scarlet, oh, with a latter coming out on top 46-22. But can you tell me who captained Munster? Standard. Do you know, Bugo? Brian? I do recall it's Peter O'Mahony. It is, yeah. Uh, see, he's caning me. I spent the whole day yesterday working. I oh, no, that's the whole point of this. For me, this is the whole point. Shannon wants me to lose. Total stitch up. I haven't even seen the Sunday papers yet. But this is the whole point. I'm, this, I'm supposed to be all known, all conquered. That's why it was a quarter to nine this morning. <laughs> I think, Bogo, if you get this, you win. Ah, uh, it's irrelevant. Yeah. It's, I've got it. Come yeah. on, let's okay. go. Okay, Michael Conlon. Oh. Won a second professional fight against Mexican Alfredo Shanez. Correct. correct? That was 
In what round was the fight stopped? Um, uh, I'm only messing I know the third it was Jesus he was looking at the clipboard when I came in anyway <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't too happy it's good to see he wasn't too happy he said no uh, wasn't happy with the performance and he says get me better opposition he, he, he wants to he's ready he's ready he's is he fit and he's ready to go and he wants to go up a ladder Hopefully he's not too much too soon. Not, uh, Bring it not on. too cocky too soon. Okay, I'll just go. We'll end with, with, with a football and one, okay? Aye. Besides the ego. But that's uh, not an easy one either. Ooh. Who won the Swiss Super League this oh, year? Christ. Now, this is. Think. You can probably knock a few off that you haven't a clue who they are. Clear 15 points. Ooh. Oh no, that's Austria. FC Bars. Correct! Yes. Yeah. yes, I would have gone for that. I haven't a clue, but that's who I'd have gone for. Who were you saying there? I was supposed to say Red Bulls. Uh, Salzburg I was like, no, that's Austria. That's the wrong At least that's the country, right? <laughs> and your question is, Burger, even though it's a Red Bull. Who won the Austrian League? Who won the Austrian Bundesliga? <laughs> Red Bull Salzburg? It is. Oh, well, thank God. Done. We'll leave it at that. Absolutely brilliant. Victorious. The Debra- Brian wins his first ever challenge. Lisa, get out. Get out. So it's staying. Right down. <laughs> oh, oh, knock off the music, sorry. Yeah, knock off the music. Yeah. Now, work away there, Mr. Shannon. Okay. Any plans, Lisa? What's the plans for uh, next week? Is there any pro license stuff going on? Or- no, we've got uh, Cork City. We're away to Dundalk, and the same night Northern Ireland are playing a friendly game against New Zealand. Then the League of Ireland has a break for a week um, before we're back in, and then but that week Northern Ireland are playing um, away to Azerbaijan, so in the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's great. It's you know, it's ticking along quite nicely and then we'll be into the second half of the season. So nice Brilliant. and busy. Nice, uh, nice and busy summer. Uh, read a few papers when you're doing nothing. All right. Try and find out some sparkling See, I was knowledge. busy getting my yeah. sleep to make sure we'll I had my we'll, quota before I came Next time we have in. her on, we'll see how well she's prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we'll do, Dave, we go to a song and uh, we're going to sign off then after that. Do you want to do that? Yeah, we'll do. Uh, anything in particular? Uh, that happened over the last 24 hours? No, I don't think we'll go with that one because I think we have oh. a few minutes, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we've got we a few minutes. minutes. So we'll throw on uh, the Imagine Dragons, Thunder. Nice. Okay. I'm gone with the quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes, sir, not a follow up. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder.